them money. If I, this I, guy, I, if this guy can make it, anybody can. Hey, Fish, guess what? We are live and loaded here on Daily Fish. We're talking NBA and NFL with a view from the Motor City. Sports writer and podcaster Eric Vincent is our special guest. Uh, is there enough controversy going around? Bama and AM off the gridiron, Wimbledon and Russia, and Josh Donaldson's fighting words? They're not all simple, and we take them apart for you. Plus, Hardline has some NBA, NHL, and Indy 500 prop bets to take a look at and also to ignore. Heidi's Hollywood is going to tell us about the first celebrity who became famous for being famous by taking out hundreds of billboards. It's also a new streaming series. And Fish dives into the lives of European football families. This is going to be a good one. We have our schmuck of the week, plus who's got the swag is a little baseball hitter you have to see. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Daily Fish. John Daly here with Eric Snyder, a.k.a. Fish. We're coast to coast coming to you from Las Vegas and Myrtle Beach. We talk sports, entertainment and everything in between in a way you won't get anywhere else. Fish, we have another good one tonight. Close enough, baby. I'm yeah, ready. you better. Take it home. Super. All right, folks, questions or comments, drop them in the chat box. If you're not watching us live, you can email us at dailyfish, the number one, dailyfish1 at gmail.com. Time now for the Daily Grind. Is Bama coach Nick Saban losing it? Saban accused Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher of paying college recruits to illegally come to play at College Station. Saban later apologized for singling someone out, but he also went after Deion Sanders, the coach of the HBCU Jackson State, for his recruiting success. There are a number of issues here. First, AM won the recruiting battle this spring over Bama. Second, the SEC called them both out for their on-camera tirades. And third, the new NIL rules that are part of the laws and the rules of college sports now do seem confusing and certainly quite a switch from a few years ago. Fish, how do you see this? Well, NIL means name, image, likeness. Now players come out of high school are getting paid. So a kid got paid a million dollars to go to Jackson State and play for Dion, and he was committed to Alabama. All this is is a shout-out from Nick Saban, who did apologize to Jimbo Fisher and, and Sanders to get his boosters to get on board. Because nothing pisses off Saban more than the fact that Georgia, not Alabama, Georgia crushed in any NFL draft with having like 15 players, five defensive players in the first round. Nothing pisses off Saban more. And he knows he can't compete, John unless he gets money from his boosters to buy up players. I'm, a, I'm for the NIL. Let's, let's real quick, let's take Quinn Ewers out of the equation. Guy went to Ohio State, got paid a million dollars, got beat out by C.J. Stroud. They gave him a million dollars and he transfers to Texas. I think this is a, this is a bigger issue than Saban Fisher and, Jack, and uh, um, Deion Sanders. Yeah, I would agree with you. And that uh, the big game in October coming up, Bama and A&M, a lot of people are going to be watching that. We'll be talking about that at the time. Over eight, Tuscaloosa, baby. Absolutely. All right. Next on the Daily Grind, the lifestyle of WAGs should be a new miniseries or reality show. Fish, you're getting to the bottom of this one. First of all, what are WAGs? These are WAGs. These are wives and girlfriends. So take this picture. These are wives and girlfriends sitting at a soccer match. Are you freaking crazy? Okay. Now, if you ever watch any mafia shows, watch The Sopranos, you watch the, uh, the great movie Goodfellas, it's an Italian term called Gumar. These people knew. They knew their husbands had girlfriends. Remember the great line by Ray Liotta and Goodfellas? Friday was wives' nights and Saturday was girlfriends' nights at the Copacabana. Now, the, now, the, now it's being emulated by the soccer players. Am I for it? No. But I mean, they're, they're sitting with each other. You know, what, what are they talking about? Positions and stuff like that? I mean, these are famous soccer players. I'm not mentioning names. You know, I'm not. Henry Hearn, Ronaldo. I, I'm not. But I'm saying it's, 
So Umar business is getting in, in, into, into the Premier League. Trust me. The Kardashians are going to make a reality show out of this one. Uh, you can count on that. All right. And finally, on the grind, will Wimbledon mean anything this year? The women's and men's professional tours said they will not award points for tennis rankings to players who participate in the All England Grand Slam Major, which starts June 27th. The reason is the All England Club, which runs Wimbledon, is barring Russian and Belarusian players in retaliation for the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Some takes here. The WTA and the ATP represent the players. They say hurting Russian players is not fair. They aren't the ones invading. Plus, for some of the players to come out and denounce Putin could be dangerous for them and their families. But on the other side, the All England Club has been entrenched with the British government since, get this, 1877. It makes sense they will side with the UK leaders that oppose Russian aggression. They also know that Putin uses athletes as a sign of Russian strength and propaganda. So, Fish, where do you come down on this? I hate politicians. I hate them. Here comes the comments. I hate Trump. I hate Biden. I hate Putin. I hate the guy down that it shrunk down in, uh, in Brazil that, that says the virus. In the, I hate all of them. And when you combine politics and sports, it's not what it's all about. Okay. Let these athletes play. Athletes play and they compete their whole lives and they practice to be competitive. Okay. I can't stand it. I can't stand the whole. Di- I love you to death, but that whole dissertation sounds like a CNN report. Okay. Let well, athletes play. I know. I know you're doing. You're, 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 you're giving a backstory, which I love. And you're right in what you're saying. But I don't like politicians. You know what a politician is? Teddy Roosevelt said it. I'm a politician. If I'm not kissing your baby, I'm stealing their lollipop. And I fucking hate all of you. So, you know what? I agree with you right there. And, and to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with both sides of this. Now, I agree with the WTA. I'm not, and, I'm not okay with both sides of all of this, okay? Well, Let's I'm, a, I'm, oh, I'm okay on. with what they're doing because I, I understand where they're both coming from. The WTA and the ATP, they're working for their members. Okay. And, and they are athletes. They're not politicians. Almost all of them have stayed neutral. Although few have denounced Putin, still, the UK would let them play if they did denounce Putin, but that's not a safe thing for those athletes to do. On the other hand, the Ukrainian people and some of their athletes have been killed in the war, and they can't play Wimbledon either. The UK and Wimbledon see this, and this is where I do side with them a little bit more. They are willing to make Wimbledon a lesser tournament to make that point. Okay, I'm agreeing with you on a lot of different things, but this is so a my war. Problem is, is, is most of the world is run by rich white men who don't know shit about other than Viagra trying to keep their dicks hard. And I'm serious about this, all right? Let athletes play. You do what you have to do to screw up countries, okay? Because right, if women ran, I, here he comes. If women ran this world, it'd be a better goddamn place. Okay. I I, I agree with you on that. I'm, right. I'm just saying you got to see sorry. all sides and you got to, and it's, it's a dilemma. You, no one's going to be happy. And that is the Daily Grind. Love having you with us. Daily Fish is live on Facebook at daily.fish.5 on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Watch us also on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Check out Daily Fish on YouTube and Wingding TV. You can get the app and listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. All right, time now for the Daily Fish Hardlines. John Hardison has the podcast, The Cost of Winning, focusing on fantasy sports and sports betting. Welcome back, Hardline. Celts at home as seven-point favorites tonight. What are you seeing and what are you suggesting? Fish has me wild up. I hate the Celtics, and I hate the damn Philadelphia 76ers, and I hate the damn 
man, you got me boiling up. And I hit the guy at the store that doesn't give me my damn change when I give him the money in an even amount. And I, I, and I hate the rich white people that own these motherfucking teams. Come on, tell us how you really feel. Give my shit back. Uh, so, so, so tonight, uh, damn Celtics. I like the Celtics as seven point favors. Uh, you know, with uh, with no Tyler Hero playing tonight, uh, there's a lot of questions in, t- in terms of like Jimmy Butler. Uh, he's had knee inflammation. Jason Tatum, what he's got going on as well. Uh, I think this is going to be another big night for Bam that they're going to focus on. But I-, I think the Celtics take it at home. And the thing, the biggest thing I notice is the lack of teams being able to sustain leads. I mean, last what last night or Saturday night. Miami had a 25-point lead and barely got out of there alive. I barely mean, it won. was bad yeah. for them that night. Uh, so I'm going the Celtics at home. Uh, I, I like them as a seven-point favorite. In terms of prop bets, I like Max Strauss over at 14 and a half points, especially with no Tyler Hero. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with Tyler uh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, him helping out in terms of that uh, situation. And all the games have gone over, even though there's been times where I'm like, man, this is a little questionable. I'm just going to keep riding with the same wave. I'm going over it, over at two and a half, five. I, it got real close last game. I wasn't worried, but thank God for those free throws and PJ Tucker. <laughs> That's great. Hey, you know what, uh, Hardline, before we get to a potential dynasty in the NHL with the Lightning that no one ever talks about, talk about this. I just saw a stat this morning that if the Golden State Warriors get into the finals, and that's almost a certainty, that's six out of the last eight years. Is it ironic to you that the two years they didn't get in, Clay Thompson wasn't playing. Do you think they could be in the finals eight straight years and be the the, the like I, I, like the Celtics were in the sixties? I mean, it's very possible. I mean, you're missing uh, all defensive player in Clay Thompson. Uh, Steph Curry was injured for a lot of be- period of time as well. You had a lot of guys that were coming in and out, a lot of age. I, I think that with their core, they are the best team in the league. Um, do I think that your LA Lakers get that bubble? A bubble championship? Probably not, because I don't think that they they have anybody that can match up the way that Golden State does. Uh, But, you know, give a lot of credit to what they've been able to do, Bob Myers and all of them. It's hard. It's hard to win consistently in the NBA in any sport. And to do it on that that high of a level, I mean, they were breaking records. They're sending guys to all-star games. They're getting all first-team players on defense and on offense. I mean, you know, give a lot of credit to them. I think that they would have gone eight straight. Uh, would they have won them all? I don't think so, but I think they would have gone eight straight. I mean, it is, it's a beautiful thing when you see dynasties like this. Um, and I know some people get tired of dynasties just because they're like, oh, it's the same team over and over again. John probably knows this, especially with the Patriots. Oh, they're going again. But, you know, it's something that if it's hard to win once and you're saying that these guys are going eight times, you got to tip your hat to them. Right. And the segue into hockey Tonight, we have a chance for a closeout, the Lightning. What do you like? You like over six and a half goals in the, in, in the Lightning game against Carolina? I, I like the over in this game. I like the over at six and a half. I think the biggest thing about this game is the Florida Panthers have to come out and they have to be aggressive and they have to try and score quickly. I think that's the biggest thing that I've noticed uh, in terms of Tampa Bay. Florida. They're going out. They're scoring fast. They're playing fast. They're skating fast. And if they're not able to match that intensity, there's nothing that the Florida Panthers could do. And I think that this is going to be a statement game for the Lightning as well, that everybody somewhat wrote us off a little bit. We They didn't think that we were maybe the best team. And there's a reason why we're two back-to-back Stanley Cup champs. We're, yeah. we're taking everybody that comes in our way. We're, we're taking names, chewing bubblegum, and kicking ass. 
Yeah, I love it. The Battle of Florida for hockey. Isn't that amazing? Hey, uh, the Avalanche, that. Look, the Avalanche, they look like they're back on track. Uh, do you have any bet tonight on that game? Uh, you know what? I like the uh, goal in the first 10 minutes again. I, it just always seems to be going right. And I like the under, actually, in this game. Uh, a lot of times it's been getting real close. I mean, it's been like one goal here, one goal there that's off from the over. I like the Avalanche. I think that they're just going to keep keep trucking along. I think it's going to be under. This is a great defensive series. Uh, I'm taking Colorado to win. And damn it, I hate Colorado. But, you know, they're the best team. They're the best team in the West. What can you say? We've said it before and we said it again. They are the best team in the West. I am going to be very interested to see whoever they play coming out of that Calgary-Edmonton series. Right. Well, yesterday I'm going back and forth. And I'm catching John. Going back and forth to the USFL last play of the game. Then Will Zalatoris and Justin Thomas going through that great playoff. Thomas is seven strokes behind and comes back, ties it, and wins it. Any prop bets that, you, that were cashed out that you saw in that? So the, so the craziest one is I, down at the casino, there's a guy talking to him. And I see him often, and he's he's losing his mind. He's just holding his head, walking through, and I'm he's just having the greatest moment. I'm like, what's going on? He said, so last week I put a $500 ticket in on Justin Thomas. He said, I'm watching watching the PGA Tour he said, and I just go ahead and I pass out. He's like, I saw Justin Thomas was behind. I decided to just go ahead and go get drunk. He said, I passed out, woke up, decided to go play blackjack at the casino. And I'm sitting there and the guy says, hey, Justin Thomas won. He said, I threw my cards. I said, what did you say? He said, Justin Thomas won. He said, holy shit, I'm rich. I'm rich. He ran, cashed out the ticket and won. All the rest of the day, he's just walking around. He said, I never would have thought that. He said, what an amazing comeback. From him, I mean, nobody had him kind of at that point, maybe, yeah. and just, you know, the luck of everything just fell his way. Yep. Nope. No doubt about that. All right. Indy 500's coming up on Sunday. Lots of bets on this one. Are you watching anything in particular? Oh, uh, yeah. So in terms of IndyCar, I like Scott Dixon at plus 650. I also like Willpower at plus 1300. Uh, multiple top 10 finishes over the last six months, including placements at St. Pete and Alabama. I think those are two guys to watch uh, for the Indy 500. It's going to be a lot of people there, a lot of noise. Uh, it's one of their leading sports, so uh, one of their leading events. So super excited for the Indy 500 this weekend. All righty. And that is the Daily Fish Hardline with John Hardison of the Cost of Winning Podcast. You find him here with us each week. He's also on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcast. And Hardline, we're going to see you in a little bit with our special guest, Eric Vincent. So stick around, buddy. See you in a bit. See you guys soon. All right, need a great golf get. Myrtle Beach Golf Trail has dozens of courses along the Carolina coast. Now is a great time. You're going to actually see me there if you go out. Set up an entire trip for yourself, your family, or a bunch of friends. The site is MyrtleBeachGolfTrail.com. You can play there almost all year round. All right, now it is time for something fishy. What do we have, fish? I just calmed down. You know, we you ever get, I very rarely get in a bad mood. You know me. You know I'm a jocular guy. But if I go to that one place... That just to get me going. I like to watch the game show network. I love Steve Harvey on Family Feud. He's the funniest guy, I think. His reaction to these people is great. But if you watch these game shows, my wife pointed this out. You get these commercials, and I saw one. All right. It's a fictitious product, but this is what you hear. Okay. If you're fighting, and I wrote this, so I'm gonna read it off the script. If you're if you're fighting bloating due to blood pressure meds, Rosalta Vixen can show results after just two dosages, John. Live a normal life without a double chin and excess water buildup. Call your doctor, though, if these symptoms occur. Nausea, violent diarrhea, dizziness, fatigue, joint soreness, constipation, 
boogers, eye snot, ferocious nose hair, farting in movie theaters, extreme erectile dysfunction while in the threesome with supermodels. Taking rose off the vixen can lead to kidney failure, liver disease, jaundice, and pancreatitis. Please ask your doctor if rosaltaviction can be taken if you're a type A, type B diabetic. Uses of rosaltaviction can lead to hospitalization. <laughs> On the rare occasion you die from rosaltaviction, you may be entitled to compensation from the makers of rosaltaviction. You deserve a life without discomfort of water buildup from frequent urinary accidents. Live a normal life, a normal life. Rosaltaviction can be your lifestyle changer. This is, this is what you see. On these commercials, you're better off not taking the drug because the thousand side effects, it can lead to death. Hi, hi, I'm dead. Can I get a, uh, can you get me a lawyer that can give me a settlement up in heaven? I don't get it. That's exactly what it is. There's so much money that's gone into the pharmaceuticals. When they put a drug out there, the drug doesn't go up against another drug. It goes up when they do the test against the placebo. So that's why you see so many of them in there, but legally they have to put that in there and the lawyers are the ones who are making all the money on it. But I agree, if, if we all did, we, we did diet right, we exercised, we got sleep, we got rid of uh, uh, tension and you know anxiety, we'd be fine. And probably about 20% uh, of, of the people wouldn't have any of that stuff. So, or maybe 80% wouldn't have any of that stuff. That's what I should say. So I agree with you hundred percent. I always, I sit there and I kind of giggle at the, at the commercials and I think, how are people thinking this, you know? But anyway, I agree with you. All right. And that is something fishy. And still ahead, we have our schmuck of the week along with who's got the swag. And our special guest is Eric Vincent. It's time now for Heidi's Hollywood. She is Heidi Holliker, actor and producer who is deep in the entertainment scene. Week. Heidi, you binge the Peacock docudrama series called Angeline about the iconic celeb celebrity who became famous decades before the Cad, Cad the Kardashian style yep. of famous. There you Give go. The Take a look at her. Of Angeline. Give us the view of her. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. And this goes to Angeline. I'm very excited that you guys have now officially, I believe, given up running the world and that now it's our turn. So we're good. We're, we got it all planned. We're going to keep you on in the world, but, we got this. So thank you, Eric. Um, Angeline. Angeline was truly a um, a pioneer. She she was smart. She was clever. She knew exactly who she was and exactly who she wasn't. And this is a five part series on Peacock, starring Emmy Rossum, who is the most elegant actress, physically just completely physically opposite of Angeline. Angeline uh, came to L.A. at age 20, and she created a hybrid of Marilyn Monroe, who was her, her, her goddess uh, fantasy creature, and Barbie. So she, she created herself, uh, changed her body, the whole thing, to be, um, to be both of those women in one, in one person. She knew that she didn't have the talent to go and... The create the create the films and go be a professional actress. She knew exactly what she wanted, which was fame. She came from a very bad, a very tough childhood in Poland, which we found out in an LA Times interview, uh, which is what this is based on. This movie, this uh, five part series, and um, she just reinvented herself and never, never changed. And she's in her 70s now, exactly the same. I actually was at a makeup supply store recently, and I wanted to say hi to her because 
she's there, you know, and she was she was sort of going through the the lanes and then got out of there pretty quickly. But I'm wearing pink in honor of her, my hair a little big. And um, bottom line is, is this woman to advertise herself and only her image uh, that was that was covered up with glasses a lot. She was able to get 200 billboards in Los Angeles, in the San Fernando Valley and in Hollywood. She was able to get people to do things for her. And she wasn't selling, it wasn't a prostitution. She wasn't selling herself for sex. She just was a good business person. And because she came off playing dumb so extremely well, she could she could manipulate every scenario to where it worked for her without hurting people. So uh, Angeline, what a great, uh, and what an interesting human being study in, in in Hollywood, certainly. And also she ran for governor twice. So, so she actually ran in, in two recall elections. And yes. did now do they did they cover that in the uh, in the uh, in the they series? Do on, not uh, cover that. I watched all five uh, parts. They do not cover that. Um, but they she is aged over a 50 period uh, or 50 year period and mm -hmm. uh, Academy Award winning makeup artist Kate Bisto, Bisco, uh, who uh, did um, so much makeup and coming from the makeup world, she was brilliant and the prosthetics were amazing. And if you, it, when you watch the movie, if you haven't watched it, the boobs are completely prosthetic and they're extraordinarily heavy. And Emmy Rossum produced this film as well, uh, this, this, um, this limited series. And she did, she was, she was fabulous. She really was. I never noticed boobs like that. I'm a, I'm a Mormon. No, when it comes I, I to know that. you wouldn't, but but in, in this Emmy Rossum, Emmy Rossum, you you nailed it. Emmy Rossum was great and shameless, and she left the show because of creative mm -hmm. differences. You know, the show gets too long, Heidi, and they, I'm done. But that mm -hmm. was, and then she was. Did you ever see her in Phantom of the Opera, John? She was great. Yeah. Yes. Her own thing with Gerard Butler. So there's a <laughs> great range with her. Now, if I would have seen Angelina in a store when she's 70 years old, I would have I would have hit on her. She looks similar. She does look similar. I saw a little clip uh, of her recently, and she's still selling her merchandise out of her the back trunk, out of the trunk of her car. So she that is how her, she makes money. Generally, wow. she doesn't let you take a selfie unless you pay twenty bucks. And um, she's 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 lived the life that she wanted to create from a really rough childhood, and that leads me to my my piece of idea here about the people that do come to Hollywood to be stars, to be showbiz and all the excitement and that this is uh, our streets are paved with gold, of course, and everybody's a movie star. Well, couldn't be farther from the truth. This is all work. We work seven days a week. <laughs> it's not about that at all. And there have been, um, I have some examples here of those folks who who succeeded and still had to pay their dues and went through some struggles like for example Anna Nicole Smith good example kind of yep. an Angeline type she became famous doing guests doing Playboy and then guess the guests um brand took her on but um substance you know took her down Whitney Houston again huge huge massive star substance prince Heath Ledger, Corey Haim, Amy Winehouse. And then you have the ones that maybe struggled in life, 
Um, Drew Barrymore is a good example. She struggled very young with substance, but she she built a she had a great start, and then she built she had some struggles and she built she built an amazing empire. Now you know she has her own show, her own she's had her own production company for twenty years. She's um, she's a pretty good example of getting through something tough. Keanu Reeves, another example. He moved around all over the world and he came out here, he struggled, he made it and he retained it. And part of that is keeping your privacy. Part of that is not overexposing yourself. It's a real fine line, but it is all work. It, it, is, not, it is not glitter and glamor. What we, what we present is in, our, in the film industry, television is glitter and glamor, of course. That's 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 what we're selling, but that's not who we are. Bullshit. Actors are actors are. Dustin Hoffman says, "I'm an actor. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me." And he learned that from Lawrence Olivia. You have to have a big ego to do what you're doing. You're right in what you're saying. I'm not saying you're full of shit. I'm saying if you want to be an actor, you have an ego. Everyone has an ego to do something. You know. Everyone has an ego. You want to be. You want to be seen. I worked at a bar. You're very familiar with this bar, Heidi, called Mom Saloon. I'll bet you. I was the only guy that worked there. Didn't want to go out. A couple other people, but of the 200 people that worked there, 300 people in the 12 years I was there, I bet you 220 were actors, and I bet you two. Of course, made of course. And, and, and I saw a lot of people move out, and they were talented. I can't believe the people I saw how how they were. I went to Equity Waiver Place, and they crushed it. And they got great reviews. Never made it. Then you get a guy like Keanu Reeves, who's such a great guy. Sometimes you think it's sometimes it's luck, Heidi. It's luck, it's timing, and it's being ready for that opportunity. I, right. I, wait, I waited tables for 10 years. I waited tables with some of the most beautiful women ever at Mustache Cafe. And they were not serious about it. I was, I was going to bed, leaving there, going to bed, getting up, auditioning. They were, they were waitressing, gorgeous, and then partying all night. Well, so that's wait, wait, let me, let me stop you there. Let me ask you this. Excuse me. Of all the people you talk about Mustache Cafe, yeah. you've had a lot of people you've worked with that you're saying, Jesus Christ, these are super talented people and they can't get arrested acting. And I, I could see that kill. I, is it true? I could see that kill someone in, in the mind and say, you know what? I'm done. Sure. That's, I think most people get out of acting or writing because of the rejection. They say, you know what? I know I'm talented, but it's just not happening. You just have to keep going. It's it takes a really well, tough. Season. You gotta make a living. You got you know you want to have a family. You can't be forty five and That's, working at Walmart and going for auditions. You're, you're you have, have to make it work. If it's something you want, you have to do day jobs. We all do day jobs. All of us, you know, and making yeah. making things happen. I'm producing a show right. in two months. I mean, it's you do what okay. you do. do so what you do, but, but look at the numbers, honey. I think what is it? Ten percent of SAG works. Uh, well, yeah. it was one out of uh, a quote I have here. One out of ten thousand become famous. Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah. God bless you guys. God bless actors and actresses because they entertain us and they're great absolutely. at what they do. Yeah. And yeah, um, they also I'm, they also go nuts too. You know, just like any other human, they just they're just elevated at such a hot white like we've discussed, hot white light, mm -hmm. and they get so much sometimes so fast, and they have no 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 way to know how to navigate it. And mm -hmm. when you're told yes all the time, and you you you're on a ride, and then it's it's going to crash. Period. It just it just is. So it's figuring out how to how to live with those lows. 
And, and it's luck. A lot of it is luck because there's luck. so few jobs and there's so many people out here. I'm just always amazed that I, I'll watch a TV show, then I'll watch another TV show, I'll watch a commercial, and the same actor is in it. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. like, how come there's so many that just get the repeat, the repeat, the repeat? And, and there's so many, you're right, there's so many good ones out there. But one of the interesting things is I'm watching all these Netflix different things, and there's so mm -hmm. many different ones out there. I'm seeing so many great actors and actresses that are there. Yeah. So I feel bad that there's probably a ton of very talented people that are not getting well, what they want. In Heidi's defense, John, excuse me, in Heidi's defense, when she started out, you know, she's young, but when she started out, there weren't those platforms of screaming. The only right. had movies and if and maybe HBO was around when Heidi and Showtime and then the networks. That's it. There's so many avenues right now for thank God. If one in ten thousand are and now that had to be one in thirty thousand back then. Yeah. 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 True. Wow. True. But the bottom, the, my bottom line is, is work, create your own projects, you know, yep. make, make it happen for yourself. And, and if you're not able or willing, then find a partner, you know, make, you know, make that happen. If it's really your passion and you really have to do it, Oops. you'll find a way. Doesn't Start mean you're going to make money. Yeah. It's, Start a it's, podcast. That's it's what tough. you do. It, it's Fish a very, and I were rejected. And what did we do? We started daily fish. So we're not rejected anymore. So I got a great podcast idea. Her and the cast of Valley Girls talk about they're going to take over the country and become president, vice president, and its entire cabinet. We, like we are already doing that. Bailey, Deborah Foreman, the great cast, that are, and Michelle Mayrink. That's it. That's the whole cabinet of the United States of, United States of Podcast starring Heidi Holliker. Yeah, it's I'll already – we're already doing it. It's in the plan. So don't, don't – nice. this something else. We're, we got that one. <laughs> okay, good. Well, we'll be watching. There you go. All right. All right. And that is Heidi's Hollywood. She's with us every week. Check her out on Facebook and Instagram. And when she does the next Valley Girl podcast as well. Thanks, Heidi. We'll talk to you next week. All right. And now it is time for our schmuck of the week. Fish. Let me get the schmuck. Been, okay. It's, it's a slow schmuck this week. I know. It's Who's been schmucky schmuck this week, Fish? Well, you get the word schmucky. I, I wrote, at least we get it written right. It's great. All right. I got a double schmucker. All right. Uh, I, I, we, we had a talk and, and hard lines into this one, too. This is the these are the two most trending subjects in the media. I'll go first in all the media, sports, mm -hmm. and everything. This schmuck <laughs> and Amber Heard is the most talked about thing. I watched a thing on 20 minutes today on CNN about she threw a glass at him and he brought and he cut his finger off. That's part of the thing. And he's bringing Kate Moss on the actress to say that he never abused her and threw it downstairs. The second one I think Cardi and I talked about in the pre-show pre is this. The big Kardashian wedding between Travis. This guy looks like he's, I hate to say, he looks like he just got out of a concentration camp. I hate to say that. Who the fuck is this guy? And she's a beautiful Kardashian. Obviously, the veil's hiding her big ass. I mean, I, I can't take it. Uh, you see the, the level. I need, I need to go on meds. I can't believe this is our population <laughs> nowadays. That, look, more power to him. You married, in, you married into a dynasty of the Kardashians. Bark was actually a great drummer for a band I love called Three Eye Blind. Love that band. Stephen Jang is terrific, terrific man. And then, and then, of course, the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp thing, John. We got problems. We got problems in our world right now. You know, you know what the problem is? It's the rich white politicians that forced this fucking shit. There you go. And that is our kind of double schmuck of the week. All right. Fish, who's got the swag now? Who are we toasting? Give me something. You know good. what? Uh, this is great. This is a nice addendum to my anger. You know, and I'll tell you what. I always say, always find a swag. Then we find what's the best. I want the two people that are on Q part of our show to watch this. 
Heidi and Fraulein, this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It's a video. <laughs> That's what happens when there's no pitch clock. <laughs> that's fantastic. I mean, is that the cutest thing you've ever seen? Is oh, that adorable? That's hysterical. Is that I what this it. world needs right now? We don't need medicines. We got to take. They're gonna kill you without even taking. The, you know, take the medicine for for a kidney thing, and you're gonna you're gonna die of farting in a movie theater. We, 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 and the politicians bullshit going on with Russia, not not allowing athletes. That's what we need more of in this world. That kid's adorable, gorgeous. And that's what we're drinking to, buddy. There you go. All right. It's perfect. And that's our Who's Got Swag. Now, who do we toast? I'm Now we're going to toast, I should say, with our drink of the week. What are we sipping this week, Fish? We are sipping a Cape Cotta. A Cape Cotta in honor of John Daly and that young kid. They didn't give us a name, obviously, but you know, he plays in some T-ball league. Cape Cotta, because we're rooting for – Daly's Red Sox have to make a run. They're 40 games in or 10 games out, okay? They can make a run, and they won. How many have they won in a row, John? They won six in a row. Okay, good. They're they're, good. they're on a little run. So, okay, Cotta, basically, he got a line there going. Vodka and oh, cranberry yeah. juice, very very healthy for you. Oh yeah, great great drink. Definitely uh, one of my favorites that I, I lived on growing up in New England. All right, Daily Fish Drink of the Week is sponsored by Shucks Tavern in Vegas. Great seafood and drinks in two locations. Head to Shuck's Tavern on North Durango on the northwest side of town where fish is overnight. Say Daily Fish Podcast. You get a free drink. Do it the next day. You get a free appetizer. That's Shuck's Tavern. Check out Shuck's Tavern on Facebook. All right. We are going to bring in our guest, but I don't know if he's there yet. Is he, Fish? No, he's not. He's probably, I don't know what he's doing. I think I think Hardline got him some good food from Shuck's Tavern, got him that steak pasta. He's probably, he's probably dropping one right now before he comes on, but. All right. Um, well, let's let's bring Hardline on because we were actually going to talk to uh, Eric Vincent. Uh, Eric is a sports writer and podcaster. He covers Detroit sports, um, and we'll we'll give you a little bit more on him once we get him on once he comes into the queue here. Uh, but Hardline, Hardline can talk about Detroit sports too. Fish, what were you going to say? How hard is it? How hard is it? You live in a town that has never had glory with the Lions. Let's go pro sports, John Daly. John Hardison never had glory with the Lions. Had moments. It's like it's like moments of awakening when you have encephalitis and your brain opens up. Okay, '89 <laughs> with with Barry Sanders and Eric Hipple, you know, and and, and Stafford. And it, it's been a rough road. You've had great stuff with the Pistons, with the Bad Boys, Lambeer and and Rodman and and Isaiah Thomas and the Red Wings of Stevie Eiserman and the the Tigers haven't won a World Series since 1984. Kirk Gibson back in the days. How do you guys survive? You you were named one of the most loyal sports bases in America, and that's a testament to you, Hardline. This guy Vincent, that when he gets done done taking a drop on the deuce, is going to come in, and it, it, it's a real testament to you guys because it's tough. People don't have that kind of patience anymore. It's a gratification society, am I right, Daly? You got to win. And yeah. is there any hope for the Lions to win six games this year? 
I mean, there's hope. I mean, the division's not really that good. I mean, the the it's not, but they did an extremely well, extremely good job with the draft this year. They address issues that need uh, holes that need to be taken care of, especially going forward. I mean, look, you know, we're one of the few states where our teams haven't left. You know, they haven't left and moved to different cities and come back, or they haven't moved and and, and settled in new routes in other places, uh, other than the WNBA team, and that's just because of all the the financial situations with them. Uh, but you know what? Uh, it's loyalty and they're loyal to us. And look, we have bright spots. I mean, no, we didn't win the World Series with the Tigers, but we had, you know, two of the best hitters in the league at the time and Prince Fielder and Miguel Cabrera. You know, we made two World Series with them. Uh, you know, we had Jim Leland as a head coach. So we were there. You know, we've been in the ALCS a, a bunch of times. It's just unfortunately we just couldn't get over that hump to uh, to bring a pin at home. In terms of the Lions, I mean, you know, look, every city's got a team that, this kind of the redheaded stepchild at times. Like you, you love the lions. It's, it's a team that you root for, but you know, unfortunately green Bay runs the division. And that's why it's so, and nothing brings more joy to my face than listening to every Packers fan talk about how great Aaron Rodgers and the green Bay Packers are. And they get knocked out before they reach the super bowl every year. And I watch their dreams get crushed like a child on Christmas morning that's hoping that their parents are going to buy that bike that they want and they're thinking they're hiding it. And no, they didn't buy it. Your bill, your your gift was the electric bill for Christmas. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, that is the, the highlight. That is better than any Super Bowl that I could ever ask for is to see that that organization just crumble in that aspect. But in, in all honesty, you know, look, as a Lions fan, we haven't had some people in the right positions. I'll say his name, Bob Quinn, horrible general manager. I, I will throw him there. Yeah. Hey, horrible general manager, Bob Quinn, horrible general manager, Matt Millen. You know, Matt Millen, he, uh, as he said very poignantly, when they uh, told me, hey, you have to look at documents about FMLA and player leave and things of that nature, I looked at them and said, what the hell is this? I thought I'm supposed to be building a team. I'm supposed to be picking the players. Who the hell thought as a GM you would have to do with paperwork? It was destined to fail from that moment. This is the same guy that he had DeMarcus Ware lined up to take. And in the last second, he takes Mike Williams. You're Mike Williams, Fish, out of USC. Stinks. Did my wife, Mike Williams. I went to University of Texas. I got you. Yeah, California. Williams. You get everyone. Oh bullshit! The best, the best, the best receiver ever come out of USC, in my opinion, was Keyshawn Johnson by far, and that's it. N name one great quarterback. Ask, post ask, post uh, envelope, ask, Keon jo I Keyshawn am, Johnson. I am Eric Benson right now, the best quarterback to come out of USC. Let's let's, let's let's bring let's bring Eric in. He's a sports writer and podcaster covering Detroit sports. You can see him on the Woodward Pistons Table Talk Live. You can catch him on Twitter at I am Eric Vincent. Eric, first of all, welcome to the show. And we love it when people are fashionably late. Did you have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> you know, I got held up with the lady a little bit. You know, I'll use oh. the bathroom for now. But I came in at the right time. You're talking about Bob Quinn. So Patricia and Bob Quinn slander is the perfect time. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Well, go oh, for it. Do you do you agree with what the hard line saying about that, about Quinn? John is John is spot on. He's absolutely right. I mean, Bob Quinn was literally one of the we went 0-16, and I truly think that Patricia and Bob Quinn were worse than that era that they had before. They they came in with this assumption that they were going to again, they came in and said, you know, nine and seven is not good enough. Being sub five hundred is not good enough. And then you just blow out completely. You get blown out by the Jets in your first game. Like 
everything went downhill in that era. So yeah, Harline is 100 percent right. That have, is ugh. hey, 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 Eric and Fish. Uh my, my question is this: Have you ever heard of when a coach gets fired, the team pops champagne in the locker room <laughs> and is excited that the head never, coach got fired? Never, never, yeah. ever, ever. That shows you how real that hate was. How bad that was. Golly. Yes. Goodness gracious. Uh, but, oh, you know, oh, Elijah, yeah, Eric. I was telling Hard uh, here that you know uh, I give I give a really good testimony, really good tribute to you guys as Detroit fans because you had it with the Pistons back in the day, and then the Lions have given you moments of of awakenings and how bad the Tigers and the Red Wings with Stevie Eiserman. It's sad to think that in a town with your with a huge demographic, that hockey's the most popular sport. It stinks. It really does. You, Detroit is a number three based. Uh, a loyal fan base in the United States. Facts. Kudos, kudos to you guys, man. That's rough. And it's you only know. on the way up now. Now that we got the Pistons downtown, they have some, uh, you know, correct projection with their franchise. You got all these teams with young talent and real uh, ownership that looks like they actually have clear direction of what they're doing. So it's going to be exciting once all four of them at the same time are popping and making progression. I cannot wait. It's a good time to be a fan of Detroit sports. Cool. Hey, let's talk about the Pistons because uh, they got the fifth overall pick. Do you see them trading for an established shooter, or do you think they're going to go after somebody like uh, Chet Holmgren from uh, Gonzaga? Chet better be nowhere on their draft board. If I'm for me, I, I don't want Chet anywhere near that conversation. Like, I, like Chet's Chet. I see the, the the conversation. I see like the projection of the the potential, but. People are only excited about Chet possibly being a Piston because Cade Cunningham is here. If Cade wasn't here we just were getting Chet, I wouldn't be happy about that, and I don't think the rest of the fan base would either. Uh, I'd like to see them swing for the fences with a Shane and Sharp. Um, I think he would be a good fit next to Cade. Um, you know, he seems like a good guy that, you know, plays both sides of the floor, is very versatile, which is what Troy Weaver is into. So I really think, for me, I've been going back and forth with like with Keegan Murray, Jay Ivey, like all these guys. But for me right now, I think Shaden Sharp's the one I think that makes the most sense. The the biggest now, you guys are young. You guys are in your thirties, and John and I are in our sixties. And then and the new nomenclature now is building your brand. All right. So I'm going to show you some stuff because you made a comment. You love what we did with Joe Burrow. So I'm going to show you some images here. I want Hardline and I want I am Eric Vincent to make a comment. Does it sell or does it not? Here's the first one. Oh yeah, that sells. That that that's that sells all day. I mean, you Russell, know. Russell looks what, like a bat. Uh, wait, wait. All, all right, uh, go to Vincent first. E E. Does it sell because you're looking at Sierra and a nice little top, or is it Russell Wilson selling it? Yes, yeah, Sierra sells it. Russell looks like a bad mobster that I wouldn't trust. <laughs> I, I don't know. Sierra, Sierra's the winner there. She's the saving grace, okay. not Russell. Who is 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 this Russell oh, Westbrook? No. Who the hell is that? No. Is that Westbrook? Good lord. What the hell is that? Is that is he showing the is he showing the titty there because he's pissed off at the Lakers stink? Was, he, I mean that's horrible. Did, did some breastfeeding looked, before. <laughs> what the it looks like man. an '80s R&B cover. Yeah, he's, like he's trying to be a TLC. I don't know what he's thinking. <laughs> okay, I'm a I'm a Raider fan, as you can tell, Vincent. And yeah, you, know, you can see the background there. But this is my favorite player in the NFL. But is this an Urkel look? What the hell is this right here? Ooh, Lamar. You like that? I I mean it's it, it's all right. It's better than Russell. How about that? It's better than the two Russes. He's winning right now with the three. Okay, Fish, you gotta understand that yeah, go that's the look of 
I have so much money. It does not matter what I wear. I could wear flip-flops and a bathrobe outside, and I'm still pulling more girls than anybody else that's commenting on this. Okay, well, this next one, gentlemen, you ever notice when you're in a plane, you look down, you can kind of see the grids with, with the grids look on the on the ground? Check out Travis Kelsey's wearing the grids. I don't, I don't get this one. Wow, that's, that's horrible. That's horrible. That's, like oh, celebrities, God. celebrities just throwing anything. It, it basically what Heartline said, you know, I, hey, I'm rich, I got money, I can put on whatever. That looks disgusting. Look like it's kids with that That's horrible. This is the best. This is my hands down. I don't care if you're 60 or you're your age. This brother holds it all the time. This huggy bear, look at that. That's a handsome man. I'm safe in my skin. That's a handsome man, Vincent and Hardline. He holds it, man. You, what do you think? No, you. So, so you would wear a hat like that? Well, if I wore a hat like that, they'd think I'm in Cuba giving out cigars. You know, I can't wear that. But right. it's just for Cam. Just works for Cam. These are considered the two best-looking white girls that are out there right now. I can't stand this. Looks like they just went to the mall looking for a hot dog on a stick. This is Alex Morgan and Hope Solo. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, yeah. That's the top? We like that? That's the what do you like about that? What, what do you like about that image, guys? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of confused. I don't. I don't get the dress on the right. I don't get the little things below the the the, the area. I, I you know, hey, if it's that, that's what they liked. Then hey, but I, I you know, uh, if, what I get is, me. yeah. Debbie just texted me. At least Hope Solo got rid of her unibrow. Nice. All right. <laughs> then we'll end with this one. I don't know. I don't know who the hell this is. This is a famous athlete. I need your help, E. Hardline. It's a famous athlete. Look at this gown. And look at the mask. I'm going to be gross on this one, but check this out. I don't understand what this shit this is. Who the hell is that? Who is that? That looks horrible. Like, no that looks like, that who's that? That's a horrible. The color's okay. terrible. It's too many layers. That, that's just bad. It's a good-looking woman, but I'll tell you why. You know why they're all wearing masks? Because the three guys that are underneath that dress are all wearing masks also. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said that's, that's Gwen Stefani? Someone said that's Gwen Stefani. I, I, you know what? Is it? Then, oh, God. is it? I, I, I love this guy. I, I, I'm going to ask you this. I, I, I think Chris Paul's in this category. But this guy, I don't like the way he's dressed here, but I think this guy might be the greatest person in sports that's never won a championship. What do you think about this uh, guy? Look at that. God. Lord, James Harden. He's he's up there with Russ as far as NBA fashion. They're the uh, That's horrible. I, I can't get with That's like That's a bad Aladdin suit with, with ugly gym shoes. With it. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. Nah. What do you think, Hard? Would you wear that Harlan? Would you go out with your wife wearing that? Hell no. That that is that is I awful. Would. That looks like I'm doing magic tricks on the side of Las Vegas Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the hat right on the, on the concrete. Nah, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get. I, it, it is Gwen Stefani. Heidi, thank you, Heidi. Heidi, one of our contributors to the show said it is Gwen Stefani. Wow. I don't get the dress. I don't get a dress that's that big. You got, you know, Kenneth's got a great body. Show it, you know, six cells. Hey, listen, when, you, when, you, when your lady comes through and that's what she's wearing, if you want to be happy at the end of the night, yeah, honey, it looks great. Yeah, that's 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 great. You rock that, sweetheart. That's what I'm doing. Especially Miss Gwen Stefani. I'm not fighting her back. No, you got it, sweetie. All right, fish. I mean, fish. All right, daily go. All right. So, hey, uh, Eric, one, one of the things we uh, wanted to ask you too was about. Uh, the USFL obviously is hitting it kind of big. Michigan Panthers aren't really nailing it, but uh, are people paying attention to it? Um, 
I don't think so yet. I think they're trying to get a good push. Like I see like on Fox, like they talk about it a lot. They'll do brief little segments talking about some teams, um, putting in some highlights. Um, it's just tough. I mean, especially locally, like Detroit Lions, it's, even if they're bad, Detroit football is king in this city. So um, until somebody can find a way to top Lions, I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm rooting for it. I like, you know, like leagues like the X- XFL, USFL, you know, try to push with it. I'm not against it at all. So hopefully it gets to that point where they get enough notoriety. This is an interesting this is interesting because the team is so popular. and It's iconic is that the Lakers were very interested in your guy from Michigan, Jawan Howard, he turned it down saying he didn't like the dynamics there. Is that, is that a true, is that a true little dig on LeBron James? Because why wouldn't you want that job? I mean, it could be a look on LeBron. If you look at his track record, a lot of the coaches who have been under him have been let go from David Blatt, uh, Paul Silas, Mike Brown. Like it's been a lot of guys that did really last long with him. Um, So, I mean, it could be, it seems like the Lakers don't really have a lot of direction. If you look at the NBA now, the successful teams are building through the draft, getting young with Memphis, Golden State, Phoenix. Like those teams are winning, like Milwaukee. They're winning because of the like success that they build through the draft. Super teams is throwing microwaving teams together. That's not working right now. You saw that with the Lakers, saw it with the Nets. It's the young teams like the Pistons that are trying to do it now the correct way. So it could be. I I, I like I like that Juwan Howard said no. It was a smart move. And that was interesting. I was listening to you on one of the uh, podcasts there, and you said you you like the way a lot of the NBA teams, especially the ones that are that are getting to the finals, uh, you like the way the teams kind of take the time to gel as opposed to doing what the Lakers did. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it just like we saw a lot of guards, or we saw a lot of players, a lot of rookies that were getting a lot of praise, like guys like Herb Jones, you know, Jose Alvarado, like they slid into positions where they were able to do small things that they were good at and learn at the same time and grow. When you thrust young players in a position like where they got to play with a team like the Nets, where they got to play with a team like the Lakers, it's not a lot of time to learn. It's not a lot of time for them to have growing pains and experience what it takes to thrive in the NBA. So I like seeing guys like make mistakes, like learn. Like I'm a, I'm a huge K Cunningham fan. Like he's, he's becoming God of the city, but I like seeing like him get ripped up and like have to like, go through growing stages of learning what it takes to like grow in the league. So I think that's a huge factor that's really taking part because that has been a lost art in the NBA for a while. It's just been super team this, throw uh, stars together and just make it happen. But I like where the league is going right now. It's making a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, Hold on. You got anything? So I got a question. No, I I completely understand. I mean, look, I've said this numerous times on on Costa winning and I've said it, uh, just even here, the Lakers do not foster talent. They don't. They have never been an organization for the most part that has taken rookies and foster talent. Now, maybe you could say Worthy and Kobe, and you could say uh, Magic Johnson. But out of that, a lot of times it's a place where you come kind of like the Red Wings idea. Hey, this is the last run at a championship. A lot of old veteran guys. Let's try to make it happen and go from there. Uh you know, I don't blame LeBron as much. He hasn't had really a Hall of Fame head coach. I mean, let's be honest. And you could tell even with the Lakers that there's something else wrong when Magic Johnson runs for the hills. So I, I think that there's a lot of other situations that are, that, have got, that are going on. I mean, look, he told you, hey, Rob Palink is not that guy. And and after 2020, he's pretty much hit his spot on. Um, but no, I, I, I don't blame him any of that. And I do think you're right. Look, young teams are going to be better. I think that watching them grow is better. And teams like the Nets, teams that are like the Lakers, you're forfeiting 
first round picks that could be franchise savers uh, for short term gain. And though the two teams that we're talking about, the Nets and the Lakers, neither one of them either got to the playoffs or got past the first round. Right. Yeah, well, the great thing about the NBA, in my opinion, oh, go ahead. E. No, sorry, I was just gonna go piggyback real quick, just to like kind of look at. It. I mean, the Lakers they traded out, you know, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and you know, a bunch of other capital to make sense to get a chip. Like, it's yeah. cool to get that ring, but that only works if you continue to contend. They got dusted in the first round of the year after, and now they didn't even make the playoffs the following year. And now looking at it, they may not be making the playoffs for the next three years. We don't know what LeBron and AD's health and future looks like. So, yeah, Hardline hit it right on the on the head. The great thing about the NBA is they always nurture young talent like the NFL does. There's always someone to take over. Tom Brady's gone. Here comes Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert and Mahomes, right? You got Jan Morant, you got Giannis, okay? Right. I love Devin Booker down in yep. down in Phoenix. But I want to ask you something. You, Harlan and I talked about this. Are you are you the same opinion that that the Golden State Warriors are about to get into their sixth NBA Finals in the last eight years? Do you think like I do and he does? I think I'm talking for him. That if Clay Thompson was healthy, we could be looking at eight straight championship appearances by the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, listen, wow. Toronto. Wait, Shout out to yeah. shout out to Toronto. 2019 was great for you guys. You were sniffing that ring if Clay or KD were healthy. Like, there's no way they would rush that. And then a big notion that needs to be given to credit to Golden State. They're not a super team. They drafted and built their team the right way. They were in a, such a good position that they were able to sign a Kevin Durant because they drafted so well. They're still doing it now with Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, Gary yeah. Payton Jr., Jordan Poole's an emerging star. Um, even Moses Moody, I like. He doesn't get a ton of clock, but they've built their franchise correctly. And, yeah, I, I love what Golden State. They could be and hopefully should be. I think they're taking the ship this year. I picked them to begin the season to win, to win it all. LaMelo Ball right. have a better career than Lonzo? So far, yes. yeah. Yeah. You think he will? Yeah. He's got, he, he's got yeah, a great he, Hulu commercial. I love it. I love that. I love that. He's he's a very charismatic dude. Like yeah. people gave him like his dad a lot of flack because oh he puts too much pressure on him. Lamelo's not running from any of that smoke, and I love that from him. But he you is. know what the biggest difference is, and and I I've said this about Lonzo, and I've said this about Lamelo. The best thing that happened for Lamelo is he went to a small market and he learned yes. the game. The yes. worst thing for Lonzo is he ended up in L.A. and fish, you know, out of UCLA, he needed work with that shot. And they did not really work with him. It had nothing to do with him. He's a great kid. I know people. He's a great kid. It's a great family. LeBar wouldn't keep his freaking mouth shut and went up, to Le went up to LeBron and said, this is my son's team. See ya. LeBron runs that team. Trust me. Okay? He does. He runs that team. That's why Jawan Howard didn't want that job. Okay? No one wants that job. And LeBron has that kind of clout. He, he has that kind of swag because what he's done in his career to have that kind of clout. So – you know, I, I, I like LeVar Ball. I like LeVar Ball. I like Lonzo Ball. I like LaMelo Ball. There's another ball. I like Lucille Ball. I like, <laughs> I like all the balls. The legend. The OG. Yeah, I'm, I'm a baller, motherfucker. That's right. There you go. <laughs> I knew you were going there with that. All right. That's a good one. All right. All right, everybody. Hey, we've been talking to Eric Vincent, sports writer and podcaster covering Detroit sports. You can catch him on the Woodward Pistons Table Talk Live. He's on Twitter at I am Eric Vincent. Eric, got to have you back. Thank you so much. Keep us posted and updated. I'll be on time next time. I promise.
Okay. All right. As long as you were with, as long as you with Mama, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hanging with the lady, man. If you're with the lady and you're doing some 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 stuff, that it's all good. All see, I'm happy. I didn't come here bad or in a bad mood, so everything's good now. We good. Hey, fish. She's not taking any of that medicine that you were promoting earlier. That's why. You don't need that. You don't need that, man. You don't need any blue pills or nothing. Look at that. No, yeah, yeah. My birthday was two days ago. I'm good. Full props for that young man. We're going to have you on real soon again. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Nice meeting you. Eric Vincent, everybody. Eric, thank you so much. All right, coming up, Fish and I are going to wrap things up. We'll have a little sneak peek of the shows coming up as well. Uh, first, we want to have you check out Hope for the Warriors. They have a big celebrity golf event coming up. That's August 27th to the 29th. It will be in Wallace, North Carolina. That's near Wilmington, North Carolina. And Fish and I, we are planning on being there. Hope for the Warriors works with our military warriors who were wounded in war. They get them healthy, so they're part of their families and their community. It is a great charity, a great event, and you're going to see us there as well. That is hopeforthewarriors.org. Folks, thanks for being with us. Remember, Daily Fish is live from Las Vegas and Myrtle Beach on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Pacific. We're on Facebook at daily.fish.5, plus the Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Maybe more, too, possibly. Catch us on YouTube and Wingding TV. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon as well. Write to us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. All right, quick update. No show next Monday, which is Memorial Day, but we're going to do a Daily Fish Hook on Saturday, so watch for that. We're going to give you a rundown of all the holiday weekend stuff. Fish, what do, what do you got? Oh, it's great. This kid was great. What a charismatic guy. I'll tell you what. Hey, yeah. hardline. You think he was doing the nasty with this woman? I said, hey, you, I got to go on the. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be great. You know, because, hey, baby, I got to cool. I got I got seven minutes. <laughs> and that's what Dan and I say to our wives. We got seven minutes. Hey, I want to bring Heidi in for one second. I got I to gotta show you guys something. I want to show all four of you. Hi, Heidi. Hey. That's the new way of life. Seriously. We did a segment about these are. <laughs> This is a very famous soccer player's wife and girlfriend hanging out together. And there, uh, there's a whole section of wives and girlfriends. Wife and girlfriend for one, one guy? A whole section. Many. They all go to the game together. I mean, that, wow. how cool is that guy? I mean, it's just, is, that, is this a new norm? No, I, it never happened in our generation. I, never. Um, not, not for me, <laughs> definitely not for me, but, um, wow. That, are you sure about this? We're You're sure about that. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're sure. Wife and girlfriend. Maybe well, it's a European thing. Oh, wait. So your European thing. Hell with that. <laughs> Why I don't we? know. I don't know. I hey, you you know, know, it's hey. a lot better than fighting. So right. you got that. <laughs> right? This is going to happen. Watch it, Heidi. Heidi, you're going to watch a baseball game, and the announcer's going to go, it's a three and two pitch now on Justin Turner. Oh, look at his wife and his girlfriend talking. She's got some nachos together on the third baseline. Stuff like that. I mean, it's gonna. We're a copycat. We're a copycat society. So I just thought that was an. Wow. I think that's that's a series. I'm surprised that's not a series because that, that. Well, would you be have the women the of the wives of this, the wives of rock, yeah. the ro wives of, of ball players. You have all that. Now it would be more interesting. You have the wives and the girlfriends, and um, boy, that that that's a that's a whole different show. I think but, Heidi, you got to produce that. I think that's that's right up your um, alley. Let me talk it over to, with my uh, producing partner, and um, 
we uh, we're right now we're sticking with uh, we're sticking with our little show, but um, <laughs> but I will I will uh, take that under advisement. I, I, I would Hardline and I want to audition for that. It's acting. <laughs> so you're cool with you. Your wife is cool with you having a girlfriend in the house, hanging out, cooking. Going oh, on vacation? I don't. I don't think fish. fish you know what? When you're married, Heidi. When you're married, thirty-three years, you got to try new things. You always have to try. That, that's, that's, a, that's not a new restaurant, though. That's a little different. different. Uh, I'm not that conservative. We try new things, you know. Oral sex is just not walking down the hallway and saying "screw you," and she says "screw you back." It's you try new things. Why do you think? Look at what do you think? Daily looks so young. He's trying new things with his wife. I'm trying new things. Hey, honey, this is my girlfriend. She just she makes a great steak pasta. that's sister wives, Dad. You get sister wives, right? I'm in. All right, Daily, take us out. All right, guys, thank you so okay. much. We will see you on Saturday on the Daily Fish Hook. I'll take it under and advisement. On June sixth. See you guys. Excellent. Thank you. Yay.